Welcome to the Missio Day podcast. Missio Day is a family of Jesus, joining God as he makes all things new in Chicago. Check us out online at missiodaychicago.com. I'd like to introduce Corby Dukes, who is the president of Kids Alive International. He will be delivering the message this morning. All right, thanks. It's, uh, it's uh, great to be here and share with you guys. And can we get the first slide up? Um, I put this up just to give you a little bit of the breadth of uh, what Kids Alive International is. And, and also, I am always super uncomfortable speaking for Kids Alive. And the reason why I'm uncomfortable speaking for Kids Alive is I'm a minuscule minority in our ministry. So across from Lebanon, Kenya, Zambia, Dominican Republic, Haiti, Guatemala, and Peru, there are 700 people who are Lebanese, Kenyans, Zambians, Dominicans, Haitians, Peruvians, and you guys are going to have the privilege of meeting the people who really do the work uh, later today, and Susanna and Gabriela from Guatemala. But all across that entire breadth of Kids Alive, next slide, please. We're driven by what not just bandaging and helping kids, but of making an impact um, in their communities and in their nations. And I love this uh, quote here by um, Bonhoeffer. Uh, because it's so easy for us to look and say, I want to treat the victim. And, and we do that. We work with kids all over the world who have been victimized by some of the most horrible things I don't want to imagine. But what's spectacular and spectacular about um, these two ladies and their drive is it's not enough to bandage people. We're to say, what is wrong and how do we fix that? And I, you know, I love these that uh, we're, the scripture reading today was in Amos because um, sometimes I just feel like that prophetic voice has been lost with us. And we don't really, we're, we do a great job um, ministering. Uh, but sometimes we lose our focus in how do we actually partner with God and y'all's um, motto of renewal of all things. Because one of the things that, that we need to always remember is, you know, in, in, I think in our um, Western mindset, we are very, very individualistic, right? And we've made the gospel individualistic. Jesus wants community salvation too. Yeah, he's our personal Lord and Savior, but he is very much interested in the salvation and the renewal of our communities. And so we're gonna, I'm just going to take a few minutes and then we're going to get into a video and then the real stars of the show should stand up. Of course, Jesus is the star of the show, but he's working through them. Okay, I don't want to get, get a theological letter passed through me via Melissa. Um, but, uh, but I just want to take a few minutes to explore uh, Amos, who, man, I, I have just grown to love more and more and more of, of reading him. So can we go to the next slide, please? 
What you see oftentimes a pattern in prophets of reminding people who I'm representing and the majesty and the power of who I'm representing. So Amos, uh, in this, he talks about um, who made the Pleiades in Orion. That's more than just saying, hey, look up in the sky and see the stars, because these were like the stars for Israel and for a shepherd like Amos were signaling the changes of the seasons. So he's saying, this is the guy who put everything in motion. The seasons, the stars, day and night. I'm representing the guy who made it all. And then he uses, goes to the waters of the sea. And I love how Amos, he's really focusing on, I think, um, and it can go back to one of our worship songs. He's really just saying, how great is our God? Look at the vastness. He, he's, he's taking two of the most vast creations of God. Uh, the sky with the stars and the ocean. And he's saying, this is who's, who's get, trying to get our attention. This is who is speaking to us. This is who's speaking through me. And so often you see the prophets establish, okay, here's my credentials. Here's who I'm speaking for. And the next, and then they state, Here's our problem, guys. And it's not just personal sin. And that's a problem. So don't walk out of here again sending theological letters to Melissa. Yes. Personal sin is an issue. Jesus died on the cross for our personal salvation. Communal sin angers God too. And he says... We're, uphold, we're, we're in a, a society, Amos to his country, where those who want to hold up justice are hated. And we make fun of and detest people who tell the truth. And our offenses and our sins are great because why? We oppress the innocent, take bribes, and deprive the poor of justice in courts. And if this is happening, it's got to be systematic. You can't have injustice in courts unless the whole court system is allowing injustice in courts. And Amos is really laying out the pro problem here. And one of the things I really love about the Bible is the Bible quotes the Bible often <laughs> and refers back and forth. So just like in that uh, where he's talking about Orion and the ocean, dead on to how God addressed Job when he's saying, hey, I get it. You don't understand, but you don't understand me and my vastness. And where were you? I created all this. And he's quoting back to there. And then you're, you'll find in Isaiah these same um, convictions of the society. And Amos is saying... And we are way off the track here. We are way off the track of having a system that, abs that takes care of the kids. And, and I, I say God judges a community, a society, and a nation by how we treat what Jesus, who Jesus called the least of these. 
And James 127, pure religion is this, when we care for the widows and orphans. Over and over again, God says, how you treat the most vulnerable really demonstrates to me where you are with me. And there's just no getting around that. And it ain't just Old Testament prophets. It's Matthew 25 with the sheets and the goats. It's repeated over and over and over again. I'm going to look at your community that should be made up of my people based on how my community treats the most vulnerable in that community. All over the world, man, we're failing. And when I say that, I include the United States in the world. And God looks out to us and says, you know, where, where's my church in a lot of ways? So go to the next slide, please. So the remedy is just here. And it's the same remedy Isaiah gave us in Isaiah 117, right? Practically same words. I love to seek good, not evil, that you may live. There's always this choice in the Bible, constantly. Choose Jesus in life, choose your own way in death. And, and I, I heard somebody once say that at its root, injustice is idolatry. Because injustice is all about me and how I take care of me and how I get me. And, and so at its root, and that's why I think it just drives God um, nuts. So send those letters to Melissa about God being <laughs> driven nuts to see... <laughs> To see that kind of injustice in the world and to see, because um, at its core, it's idolatry. And, and then he says, then the Almighty, all, but Lord God Almighty will be with you just as you say he is. And there's a wonderful passage, two passages in Isaiah. Um, Isaiah 6, we all know very well. If you've been to Bible and everything, Isaiah says, here I am, send me. What's awesome is God tells Isaiah the exact same thing in Isaiah 58 when he says, when you feed the hungry, when you clothe the naked, you will call on me and I will say, here I am. So we think God's with us a lot of times, and God's saying, I'm not so sure, guys. And right into Jesus in Matthew, where he's judging society of whether you feed the hungry and clothe the naked and how you treat the most vulnerable is right there, echoed right out of Isaiah 58. So we can't really, I don't think, get the pass that we try to give ourselves of, well, that's Old Testament stuff. Um, New Testament says it's all about me and my salvation. And Jesus is like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> no. And so there's this wording from, Isaac, from Amos 
if you want God to be with you, this is where this is where he's at. He's with the most vulnerable, he's with the weak, he's with the oppressed, and he can't stand injustice. Whatever sin you want to lay out there, it's right there with God. And justice is a separator. Go to the next slide, please. And he says, and I love this, it's not just seek good and avoid evil, because that's good. Amos really nails it in us when he says, hate evil. And the word he's using here uh, is contextually would be used like hate your enemy. Evil is your enemy. And then he says, love good. And actually, the, another, way, another way you could look at the Hebrew word that's used here is crave good. It's like love, love pizza, crave pizza. <laughs> that's, that's the context of this word. He's like crave good. And then just like Bonhoeffer, maintain justice in the courts. An actual literal translation is establish justice at the gate. Where you are, everything should be described by justice. And one of the very interesting things that I learned when I learned Spanish, in a lot of languages, the word justice and righteousness are the same word. There's no difference. And actually, contextually for Hebrews, there was no difference between justice and righteousness. So establish God's way from the very entrance of your society. And we're going to share a video um, that, um, you know, I, and I think it's appropriate because it it's a tough video to watch uh, about some realities of the world. And um, really sets the stage for the amazing work that you guys partner with us uh, to, to, um, to achieve with God in Guatemala. siento felicidad porque cuando estoy triste me pongo a dibujar y ahí saco todo mi enojo y tristeza mi nombre es Kaylee yo soy de Guatemala soy artista me gustaría ser Robocop porque a pesar de que él es de metal aún a él le tiran disparos tal vez le duele pero él sí así Por eso me gustaría ser como él, porque aunque me pasaron cosas difíciles, más aún aunque me duela, debo seguir de pie. Durante los primeros cinco años de mi vida, crecí solo con mi mamá. Recuerdo ser feliz, pero cuando tenía cinco años, mi papá volvió a vivir con nosotros. En ese tiempo todo cambió. La violencia se convirtió en una realidad cotidiana. Durante casi 10 años, mi papá me dañó. Cuando cumplía 13 años, mi papá decía que él no me veía como su hija, sino como una persona de la calle. Siempre le decía que, que él era mi papá y él decía que no. Y me comenzó a comprar ropa interior 
me, le gustaba que me vistiera súper corto. En ese tiempo cumplí, bueno, 14 años y tuve mi novio. Él me trataba de lo mejor. Mi papá se enteró, me pegó y dijo que yo era solo de él y de nadie más. Entonces, bueno, mi papá ahí comenzó a enseñarme su pene. Dije, ¿por qué mi papá me hizo eso si yo no le había hecho nada? Y me miré a otras chicas que estaban bien y todo. Empecé a temblar porque estaba asustada, pero no le importaba que yo fuera su hija. Cuando lo miré, quise salir corriendo, pero no pude. Estaba tan asustada que no podía hacerlo. Mis amigos en la escuela vieron que estaba triste. Mi novio me preguntó qué, qué estaba pasando. Le dije la verdad. Mi papá me estaba lastimando. Mi novio y mi mamá me creyeron. Y en eso mi mamá dijo que... ¿Por qué no le había contado nada? Yo le dije que... No lo hacía porque tenía miedo de que siempre le pegara y no me gustaba eso. Pero después vine yo y hablé con ella y le dije que fuéramos a poner una denuncia. Mi mamá me dijo que si estaba segura de lo que iba a hacer. Yo le dije que sí. Mi papá agarró mi teléfono y comenzó a subir fotos buenas desnuda a mi Facebook. Y llegó a la casa y... Le quiso pegar a mi mamá. Tenía 14 años cuando mi papá fue arrestado. Al principio me enviaron a vivir a un hogar diferente para mi protección, pero fue duro. Estar en una situación sin mucho apoyo para mí fue una trauma. Yo no veía a mi familia, no, podía, no tenía ni amigos cerca. Entonces me ponía a llorar. Siempre me gustaba cortarme. Sin embargo, me trasladaron al hogar oasis de vida para niños. Todo cambió en mí. En oasis, pues, venían a orar unos pastores y muchas chicas también me contaban cómo era Dios. Yo quise saber un poquito más de él. Y pues creí en Dios, lo acepté. Yo empecé a sanar y en todo busqué la justicia. Hablé en contra de las mentiras de mi papá, testifiqué y logré la justicia. Mi agresor fue condenado y sentenciado a 42 años de prisión. Con la ayuda de mi psicóloga y de otros en vida para niños y mi madre, me han estado curando. Ahora me veo bien que a pesar de que me pasen cosas duras, tengo que seguir adelante. No tengo miedo porque soy una chica guerrera. Antes pensaba y creía que estaba sucia, sin valor, débil, olvidada. Pero ahora yo sé, yo pienso y yo creo que soy limpia, elegida, poderosa y arte.
So for those of you who were at the event last night, you already saw that film that might feel a little familiar, but I still get goosebumps and I'm so moved by it every time. Um, for those of you who were there, I just want to let, or weren't there, I just want to let you guys know we had such an amazing event last night and I want to quickly thank our co-chairs, Andy and Aaron, Jillian and Gigi for marketing, Allie and Rebecca for decor and check-in, the amazing musical talents of Emily and Lucas and... Uh, Yes, the musical support of Sam and Lily, the sound techs, Todd and Willie, um, our photographer, Tiago, and so many volunteers. But you guys are glad I didn't preach today because I lost my voice a little bit this morning. It was so much fun. But really, the whole dream of the whole thing came when we went and took a team and saw what was happening in real time it, at the Oasis and at other sites in Kids Alive Guatemala this last March. We will be having a service team go in the spring, so wait to hear more about that. But what we want to do next is the most important part of this whole event, of course, are the people who are doing the work in Kids Alive Guatemala. So um, not only at Thank you to Corby, but also if you would join me in welcoming Susanna and Gabriella. So we are so honored to have these women, the true boots on the ground, here with us this morning. They traveled all this way to share with us. So we want to just hear directly from them. Um, I am going to ask a couple of questions. And with Gabriella's help in translation, we're going to hear directly from Susanna. So um, first of all, Susanna, why is the Ministry of Kids Alive so needed in Guatemala? Hi. Good morning. Um, Kids Alive es, eh, es muy necesario en Guatemala porque a los que pudieron estar ayer presentes yo mencioné que la violencia sexual es muy alta. Kids Alive Ministry is very needed in Guatemala as I was mentioning uh, yesterday at the event uh, the percentage of sexual abuse and sexual violence is very high in Guatemala. Es alta y eso hace que nosotros recibamos siempre llamadas del juez de niñez, del juez penal, de otros abogados que saben que nosotros podemos brindar esa ayuda especial a víctimas de violencia sexual. So for that reason, we are receiving many calls from judges, child protection services, other lawyers that know that we provide these holistic care and services to protect the children. Y a pesar que estamos trabajando en buscar siempre también la prevención y la restauración y la sanidad, sabemos que la violencia sexual no se va a acabar. Even as we are working on prevention and trying to raise awareness about this situation, we know that this is not going to end soon. El 8 de agosto de este año, recibí una llamada donde nos contaron que solo ese día 22 casos de violencia sexual habían sido asignados a un solo abogado del gobierno. On August 8, I received a call that only during that day, 22 cases of sexual violence were assigned to one of the lawyers in the government. Hablando esto, solo de la ciudad donde el centro de justicia se encuentra ubicado. Si sumamos muchas ciudades y sumamos todos los días del mes, los meses del año sabemos que el número es incontable. And those cases that I was mentioning were only in one city where our justice center is located. And if we get to add up the other cities, the other places, and all the cases that are actually happening and in all the months, we can know that it's a huge amount of cases of sexual violence happening. Mm -hmm. 
I, I'm sorry I didn't specify earlier. Susanna is one of the lawyers, and Gabriella, your uh, project. I'm a regional assistant. Okay, thank you. Um, so Susanna is the one working directly with the girls to prepare them for their testimony and with the court system and in the courts seeking this justice. So um, what impact is Kids Live having on lives like Kaylin's that we just saw? El impacto que, que tiene el trabajo que hacemos es bastante amplio. El día de hoy estoy yo aquí presente, pero somos un equipo que está eh, trabajando más allá de una jornada de trabajo. Es un equipo que está eh, en Kids Alive sabiendo que es un llamado, que es un servicio, que es un ministerio que damos. So the impact that Kids Alive has is that Susana is right here today, but she's always accompanied by the whole team that are working nonstop, not only eight hours a day, during the whole day trying to provide the services and help the children. Entonces, como parte de, de ese entendimiento y ese servicio que damos, sabemos que vamos a impactar a tal manera a una sobreviviente que tal vez nuestros ojos no van a llegar a ver el impacto. Pero eh, lo que hemos visto es que realmente el desarrollo cognitivo El desarrollo educativo es increíble. En el caso de Kaylin, eh, ella iba con números eh, reprobados en su escuela y actualmente ella está por graduarse de la high school y entrar a la universidad el próximo año. And as we, if we understand the services that we are providing is holistic care. As an example, it's not only about uh, what we are doing through the cases, but it's actually developing cognitive abilities in the kids and also raising their grades and helping them with education. And Susanna was giving us an example uh, in about like Kaylin's life that when she get into the uh, the work with Susanna about her case, she had low grades at school, but now she's about to graduate from high school and is applying to the university. That's awesome. Yeah. El, el impacto también Algo que quiero contarles es que no solo abarca a la sobreviviente. Sabemos que la violencia sexual abarca a la familia, a la sociedad, a la comunidad donde pertenecen. En este caso muy particular, como la mayoría de casos que nosotros recibimos en Kids Alive, recibe acompañamiento la familia, los hermanos, la mamá, ¿verdad? y todas las personas involucradas eh, se les apoya en orientarlos a tener una mejor oportunidad de trabajo a poder restituir también derecho de educación de sus hermanos, oportunidades educativas eh, de vivienda, de salud porque lo que queremos es una atención integral so as you know, the sexual violence is not only affecting the survivor, it's, actually, it's also affecting the family, the mother, the siblings, the community, the society. So in Kids Alive, we have an holistic care approach that is not only helping the survivor to overcome those situations, it's also helping the family to build a life plan and help them to get uh, different job uh, opportunities or better their lives. And it's also, we are fighting to get the right of education for the siblings and help the community to grow. Mm. 
we, the holistic care was definitely part of what just blew us away when we were visiting the Justice Center. And so was the fact that um, one of the, the people down there and talking to us explained that unlike in America, in Guatemalan social services, there's no safety net when somebody um, kind of falls through the cracks, so to speak. So I want to ask you this, what would the lives of the girls like Kaylin be without Kids Alive? Creo que si Kids Alive no está presente, el resultado no será el mismo. Tal vez se pueda alcanzar una restauración, pero no una restauración completa que sea integral, que busque sanar a la sobreviviente, a su familia y a la comunidad, como explicaba. So if, if Kids Alive is not involved in the process, the results are not going to be the same. Maybe the justice system is going to try to get a sentence or to restore the, the people, but it's not going to be holistically. So uh, probably they are not going to be looking to take care of the people to get them restored, and they are always going to think about the justice process and not about their hearts or their feelings. Mm -hmm. En algunos casos eh, que hemos visto donde no hemos estado, se alcanza una, una sentencia co condenatoria, sin embargo, la familia no entiende que el caso terminó, que ya hubo una condena, qué pasó, eh, por qué delito fue, eh, no entienden, porque es un proceso de difícil comprensión y nadie se tomó el momento de sentarse con ellos, explicarles ¿Verdad? Si tienen dos procesos a veces, si es un proceso, si tengo que ir a otra audiencia o no, a veces reciben una llamada y no saben a qué tienen que ir. And we have seen in some other cases that are not taken by our team that they can get a conviction and their aggressor can be on prison, but the family is going to be confused. They will not know what happened and if they have another hearing, if they need to go to another process, sometimes they just will receive a call and they say, okay, that's it, and they will not be able because no one will take the opportunity to sit with them, to explain them about the process, to accompany and support them during that. Thank you. What impact do you see Kids Live making in the future in the lives of the girls and communities and on the government? Um, tenemos siempre muchos sueños, muchas ideas, muchas um, necesidades que atender en la comunidad. Y me refiero a la comunidad porque queremos que el impacto sea mayor de los casos que actualmente tenemos o que vamos a tener. So uh, we have many dreams and uh, we have many ideas of what we want to accomplish and how we want to benefit the community. But we talk about the community because we want to extend the impact that we are able to do, not only to the cases and the families that we are working in, but go outside and make major impact. Y este año ha sido realmente un año muy bendecido. Eh, ha sido un año donde hemos tenido mucho trabajo. Eh, muchos casos nuevos para apoyar, pero también hemos recibido muchas solicitudes del sistema para apoyarles en capacitaciones eh, en el hospital, capacitaciones en policía, capacitaciones de, en diferentes lugares para poderlos equipar, para atender mejor a otros usuarios a donde nosotros directamente no podemos llegar. 
So this year has been a great blessing. We have had so many cases, so many work to do, uh, but we have received many calls from different institutions that are calling us and say, hey, can you please help us? We want to get trained by you. We want you to go and train in the hospital to the police department so we can be equipped to help uh, in a better way to the victims and survivors. That was another thing that blew us away. Right after our visit, I feel like Victor was going to a gathering of pastors where he was gonna train with an influence of thousands of congregants, how to even spot signs of sexual trauma to the children. I mean, the, the outreach influence is amazing. So if you were there last night, we have a new question as our last one today along that same line. So Susanna, what makes you excited about this work today? What makes me excited about this work is that I can't achieve to impact a life Y, y tengo muchos nombres en mente que sé que hemos bendecido y que ustedes nos han apoyado a bendecir, pero sé que como organización podemos alcanzar mucho más. Eh, este año, perdón, el año pasado, eh, empezamos a trabajar con una nueva organización del gobierno que trabaja con las víctimas. So I can talk about many names, about many girls and many stories that we have been serving, but I would like to talk about something that happened last year. We started working with an organization that is uh, from the government and it is all the work that they do is uh, to support the victims. Y esta um, organización del Estado eh, solicitó conformar una mesa técnica para poder crear una norma especial para víctimas y seleccionó a seis organizaciones de todo el país y afortunadamente Vida para Niños fue una de las organizaciones seleccionadas para poder conformar esta mesa técnica y um, mi persona es la que estuvo apoyando en diferentes reuniones de la mesa técnica para poder revisar la, la nueva normativa para proteger a las víctimas de no solo violencia sexual ya, sino víctimas de cualquier clase de delito. So this organization that is from the government uh, has created a committee to discuss a new pro law project of law, and they were selecting organizations around the country, and they selected six organizations from all Guatemala, and they selected Kids Alive to be part of that committee. And uh, Susana was part of that committee, and they were having discussions and uh, many meetings to have this project uh, and this law available, because that this law is not only going to be for the people that have been sexually abused, but for other victims that have been um, suffering from psychological violence, financial abuse, and all that. Isn't that just like God's creativity from going to working one child at a time to the kingdom magnification to be in a room that's literally writing national law? I mean, you guys, that's, that's so beautiful and it's so amazing. So if you guys would just join me by extending a hand, can I pray a blessing over both of you? So um, God, I just thank you for these, um, these wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ in Guatemala who are doing amazing holistic work towards uh, reflecting your heart for justice for young um, kids who just feel like um, the messages they have been given are so degrading and to put a new story, a new plot line 
plotline, your plotline um, into their hearts and minds, God. I pray uh, blessing over them. We pray provision for what they need to continue their good work. We pray endurance for their hearts and their minds and their own spirits and Holy Spirit. We pray that you will continue to grow the impact of this ministry exponentially for the glory of God's heart for justice to be brought to Guatemala as it is in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. We love to keep the conversation going. Find a weekly gathering or gospel community in a neighborhood near you. To find out more, check us out online at missiodechicago.com.